We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale, here from Blue Wire Studios in the Wynn Resort in Las Vegas. Finally, Vegas, calm down a bit. Fight weekend right here. Javante Tank Davis versus Ryan Garcia. We're talking boxing to kick off the week. No surprise there. It was the biggest thing happening over the weekend. I think for the first time in a good long time, maybe since those Mayweather fights, something transcended into pop culture. Jake Paul's fights aside. Yeah. I feel like this was a definite crossover into mainstream fight. So we'll hit all angles of fights, what we thought fight week, um, you know, from weigh-ins to the fight night to the post-fight. We'll hit all angles of the Ryan Garcia versus Javante Davis fight from this past weekend. Dre, starting it off, though, they gave you the fancy seat. What do you mean? You were down there. It was three rows of media. Yeah. You had your nice little floor seat. I did not. It's a sad day. Oh, it was. I mean, it was rough for media. It was packed in there. Yeah, they, they, yo. I knew it was, I knew it was bad when the email came. And it was like, you have a reserved seat inside the arena. I was yeah. like. Whenever like, oh. you get that one, that means there's too many credentials. There's going to be people that are not going to be in here. And it's going to, it gave. It I understood rough. it. I was like, listen, man, you can't give ESPN a million different seats down here. Cop, shout out to Cop. He was in the building. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I was like, yeah, okay. Mike Gobinger. Like, he's probably going to get the seat. I'll sit wherever I got to sit um, to cover the fight. But I, the atmosphere around the fight, because we talked to Leonard last week. Thursday? Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, even earlier. Yeah, we talked to Leonard on Tuesday for our boxing show. So it was still kind of mild on Tuesday, especially for like grand arrivals, everything else. Yeah. I feel like everything picked up around Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yep. Because I was Thursday, Friday, I was in Cali, Temecula, for a wedding. That was best man in. So I missed kind of the hubba baloo. I came back and I was like, oh, this city's rocking. No, oh, it was, yeah. It was something else. Tank brought him out. Yeah, I mean, they both did. I mean, yeah. so, nah, Ryan had, I mean, a lot of people came to see Ryan too, but, no, you know. No bit. 
I, I, the, the people I saw. Well, it depends on what people you're looking for, right? <laughs> okay. So, like, Friday, the, the weigh-in's Friday. Let me think. I'm trying to think of all the shit we ended up doing. I talked to Tank on. <laughs> it was funny. I interviewed Tank on Thursday. Uh, some people have seen it on social media. But I think it was the only person in the media that was able to interview him live in person. So, shout out to PBC. Those are my folks. But, you know, I've been, I've been texting Calvin Ford all week. Yeah. And I'm still planning to do this bigger story on Calvin Ford. And uh, he was doing satellite interviews that day. So I, I get there. And, uh, well, first, I'm at home, actually. Because I'm like, they, they sent me a Zoom link. Excuse me. Sent me a Zoom link. And they were like, oh, interview him on Zoom. And I was like, oh, great. All right. <laughs> I don't need to be there then. I get a call, and it was like, ah, you should probably come down here. Tank wants to just talk to you in person. I was like, you talking to anybody else? He was like, no. So I was like, okay. So me and my coworker, Chris, we get down there, and uh, I interview Calvin, and Tank's on stage doing the satellite interviews, and everybody's, like, asking to do interviews. Everybody's asking. And it's like, Andreas, loud as shit over the speaker. Andreas, <laughs> Tank's ready for you. I get on the stage to interview Tank, and I'm like, how much time? And Tank's like, don't even worry about it. I was like, oh, okay. This is weird. This is a different tank. Usually tank is very like in and out. Like yeah. he like you remember the grand arrivals. He sat in the car and was just texting on his phone. But he he gets there, Calvin, he was Calvin, you want me to do too? You know, Calvin is heavy Baltimore accident. I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm doing I could feel the darts of everybody's eyes looking at me. <laughs> it was because we're on stage in front of everybody, and everybody's like, why does he get to interview? Yeah, ball head ass. <laughs> yeah. I got Tank to give his prediction. Like, we joked it because he was doing his little Birdman hand rub, talking about he's going to knock out Ryan. And he was like, but I'm ready to go 12. I was like, you lying, motherfucker. You want to <laughs> knock him out. But you could, like, the, the media room was packed. There was radio there. Um, and as I started going through, like, Instagram the day after, there were so many other people that I didn't even see that week. It was packed. The pools were packed. The, the MGM was packed. Everything was packed. You know what people want to know. What? How was the loitering? Uh, the, mwah, chef's kiss. <laughs> Urban loitering was on, on 10 this week. It wasn't on 11. Like, Floyd was on the 11. It's different. But this was, man. I did see a guy rocking a fedora. Non-ironic. Yo, it was, it was a lot of um, the weigh-in. This, when I knew it was the day of the weigh-in. So I get to the weigh-in. Me and Chris walk over from the MGM. We did our, our Fighting Words episode with Chris Algier. I did Sean's podcast. I interviewed Bernard. Oscar was fancy. We're going to talk about Oscar a Didn't lot. He wear a kimono? So Oscar <laughs> at the press conference wore, it was like a kimono robe suit, right? <laughs> so he wore that, and I was like, that's a bad bitch right there. Yeah, he looked like Steven Seagal. Yeah, and he had like, I was like, look at this bad bitch right here, right? And it was weird because then like Bernard pulled up a chair. I want to make this clear. At the press conference, they did not have a seat for Bernard. He ends up pulling up a chair to the press and sits on the edge of the press conference. Uh, this will make sense later. Cursor. Yeah, very weird. So, yeah, Oscar's wearing his little teal kimono thingy on, on uh, Friday. Thursday. Friday, <laughs> we get there. Oscar's got on leather pants, a lace top, and some YSL boots. He and looked I, like Seth Rollins. Bruh. And I was like, <laughs> again, I'm sitting there with Chris Algieri. And I'm like, that's a bad bitch right there. And he's like, where? And I was like, Oscar. And he's like, oh. So, I, Julie, go, I think it was Julie. I was like, can we interview Oscar? And I, she was like, yeah. And I was like, I don't want to do it. I want Chris to do it. I was I want the woman to do it. And it was a good interview. But Oscar is just like the lace, the leather. And then, so we do that. I'm going to dress just like that when I get fake abs. No, Can't not. tell me shit. Uh, so we do that. And then we're like, oh, time to go the way in. Oscar's like, time to go the way in. 
walking from the MGM to T-Mobile, and I'm like, look, and I'm like, there's a lot of people out here. We get to the weigh-in, and it's outside at Toshiba Plaza, and I come to the side, and it's like Haha Davis, and then Boogie Cousins, and then Booker T. Like, I, there's a I think I Booker post, T. Yeah, five time. Yeah, Booker T. It was so many like celebrities, like just walking to the press conference from like around the MGM area. Because Booker T was where I was at in the media room. Yeah. And I was going to interview him, but then I was like, I'm going to just kill him over his wrestling takes. So oh, I was like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, 100%. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, I'm, it's like, again, Sean Porter, Ha Ha Davis, Booker T, Boogie Cousins, I'm missing people. Uh, Stephen Fulton, Danny Garcia, all of us are in the same area. Like, we're on the side of the stage. And at this point, I'm like, yo, I'm not even going to try to watch the weigh-in because we're just going to rip it off of their, yeah. their live feed. I just want to see what's going on backstage. Mike Tyson pulls up. Mike Tyson gets the loudest pop of the night everywhere he goes, <laughs> right? The man is old. He shouldn't be here. But everybody loves him. Tyson gets on stage. Uh, we're on the side of the stage. Everybody's pointing at Mike Tyson. Somebody's kids are yelling for Mike. We have a social media clip of, like, somebody's kid getting pulled on stage. Right? Espinosa pulls him on stage for Tyson. And Tyson. What a... 180. <laughs> like, who is this guy? Back in the day, he probably would have punched a kid in the face. That's it. And he wanted to eat someone's children. Right. And now not, people are like, here, I have my kid. Not this one. So, no. you know, he brings the kid on stage. And it was just. So the weigh-in's packed. The weigh-in is. This is weird. We're going to talk about this face of boxing thing in a minute. This weigh-in's more packed than, like, Canelo's last two weigh-ins. Canelo's weigh-ins were They're a insane. circus. Yeah. But. This weigh-in was packed in a different way. So it was all packed all the way to the back, right? There were people in the parking garage, the first, second, and third floors, looking over to the back of the stage, yelling. And I'm looking up, and I'm like, I've never seen a weigh-in like this. It was that many people there. Our folks love some parking garages. Yeah. Reminds me of MLK Parade. Oh, if, you ever, yeah. if you ever go to MLK Parade downtown on, like, off Fremont, yeah. everyone's hanging over out yeah. the parking garage. It's the best spot. You yeah. won't get shot. You got some shade. Yeah, so, like, Urban Loitering was really on point. But, like, there were celebrities and athletes and entertainers everywhere. I went to Topgolf on back-to-back nights. Uh, Ring Magazine had a dinner. It wasn't really a dinner. It was weird at Topgolf. So it's not dinner. It's finger foods and some golf. And they're like, oh, we got a presentation. I'm like, oh, great. We got a presentation. What could it possibly be? Oscar De La Hoya basically gave himself a belt. <laughs> Just for no reason. So they were talking about they're doing legacy belts for Ring Magazine. And for people who would have won the Ring Magazine title for fights before the Ring Magazine title existed. And there was like, the first recipient of the title is Oscar De La Hoya for when he beat Julio Cesar Chavez. So I'm sitting there. Thank you. That was, I was like, (laughs) Oscar's like, I'm so surprised. It's surprising. You bought the belt. How are you? Imagine opening your own birthday gift and be like, I cannot believe y'all did this for me. Thank you. Yeah. I've done that before. Uh, well, he did, and he he acted surprised. He gave a speech, and I, Ring will probably hate me because I'm about to say this. So I, I, I walk around. Uh, damn, there's people there, like Letty Garcia and a bunch of other people. And somehow I get my hands on the run of the show, and it's like Oscar acts surprised as part of the <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what are we doing? Like, what, what, I get it. Like, act surprised you got a Ring magazine title for a company you own. Like, really? It's but, all about the gimmick. Yeah, it was, I mean, just that. What did he wear to this ring party? He looked normal. Uh, He had like a flowery button-down shirt. We had like five buttons down, and I think he had some boots again. (laughs) He had said his girlfriend had dressed him, which, all right, sure. 
Okay, so oh. she has different taste. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. Like her booty was out the entire weekend. It was, it was odd. It was, it was. Odd. I asked Bernard. I was like, "What's up with your man?" He was like, "Who?" I was like, "Oscar." He's like, "What you mean?" I was like, "His <laughs> fashion choices, bro." And he was like, "I can't tell Oscar what to do." I was like, "Yeah, you need to because he look crazy <laughs> out here in these streets." Nobody tell Oscar what to do. No, Oscar's, this, this is Oscar's on level. One of the wildest midlife crises. Yeah, ever. and I love it. Ever yeah. since he joined us on the show, he was like, yo, I'm moving to Henderson. I was like, smart man. Moving, <laughs> moving to the right side of Las Vegas. He's, he's hitting a whole different level of life. Um, yeah. And we'll talk about him after the fight. But he's just on a whole different level of fuck it right now. Man, is he? He, like, he really, I mean, the press conference. He just got spicy with Leonard. Oh, Leonard, though. And then Leonard just like, mm, that was a body bag. We just beat the shit out of all your fighters. We take him and we beat him up. And then they did it again, which we'll talk about in a minute. But like, <laughs> poor, damn. Poor Leonard. Leonard was on his ass. Yeah, Leonard was on his head. Yeah, Leonard, like, yeah. As we go through the night, I'll talk about, like, I, I ended up talking to Leonard after the fight. And, yeah, it was, it was, it was a wild-ass week. It was wild, but it was tame, right? Like, there was a lot of people. Nothing- I saw a video of a man being hit by a chair. He got hit by a chair mid-fight. Like, yeah. in... In the venue, got hit by a chair. Maybe that's what like, the cops pulled up for. I'm like, yo, T-Mobile doesn't even have chairs. I guess it was a floor seat. Yeah, it must have been. Just, I don't know who wasted their money on no, that. No, nah, no cops came. The fight just ended. There was a scene, right? So there was a scene at the fight. We saw like 15 cops like start walking down the entrance. And then they stopped and then turned around and left. So yeah, I don't know I if it was a case cops. of, oh, what's going on? Or if it was a case of, I ain't getting involved in that I shit. I think that might have been it. <laughs> And it's 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 surfacing, it's, it's circulating out there. So uh, if you guys want to see a man get hit by a chair in a non-professional wrestling setting, it happened at this fight. Hmm. I will say from everything I saw, and I showed up Saturday and all that good stuff. Everything I saw, I would probably venture this is the most black people I've seen at one fight. Floyd, Floyd. included. Nah, Floyd. Floyd outpriced a lot of people. Mm-mm. So you were in there, but you were in there. But there was a lot of people in there, like Mm-mm. some real high. Floyd Chain, Mm-mm. Floyd the Floyd Chain fight. I ain't never seen that many black people. Go to Floyd Chain. Yeah, Floyd Chain fight because Pacquiao was split. Pac- um, yeah, Pacquiao was too expensive. Yeah, Guerrero brought out some Mexican fans. Nah. Floyd Chain, Canelo had Mexican fans. Because Floyd only fought a few black fighters. Yeah, Floyd Berto was whack. It nobody cared. Like, hey, nobody cared no. about that fight. That fight was miserable. <laughs> but Floyd Chain. Was a fight single to mile weekend. Shane had just beat Antonio Margarito. It was a non-title fight. It was two black fighters fighting on single to mile weekend. And Shane was considered kind of closer to the top of his game at that time because after beating Margarito, which nobody thought he beat him, yeah. but we had the glove scandal and all that shit. Everybody was like, oh, this is a good fight. I remember I went to Daylight at Mandalay Bay. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't see a white person for 30 miles. <laughs> I swear to God. Like, I was like, yo, I had people flew into town that I ain't seen in years just running into them. College buddies. <laughs> it was like the Bayou Classic in fight form. Like, Shane Floyd was, they, like, there were a lot of black people here. That fight? Maybe. That Floyd fight. Floyd Zab probably had a lot of black people. Yeah, but Floyd wasn't at that level yet. Like, no. this is this is Floyd. Pre- peak Floyd. Yeah, Post this is Floyd. Boyce De La Hoya. Post, uh, every, like, Canelo. Wait. No. No, no, not, not Canelo yet. Because I wasn't at the fight. It's pre-Canelo. Yeah. Post Hatton, Marquez. Yep. Victor Ortiz. Right after Victor Ortiz. So, yeah, Floyd's at the peak of his powers at this point. 
So he's fighting Shane and his two black dudes single to my weekend. It means the pools are just opening. Dude. Yeah. Everybody just chilling in the pools, but not swimming. I've yeah. got I got pictures somewhere on a hard drive of just the things that I was at, and I was like, oh my God. It was there was a lot of black folk out here. Yeah. No, but this weekend was so probably since I mean that's people again, little baby was at Dre's. Yeah, little baby was at Dre's. Supposed to go to Dre's, but no, this is a good choice. They didn't, they stay, didn't. stay away. I went home. Yeah, smart, smart. Are we going to EDC this, this year? No, absolutely not. It's Haney Loma weekend. I'm not doing both. All right. I don't Just got wet. energy. Doom. Mm, mm, Done mm. it before. Did it before, <laughs> covered it, got the card. I ain't doing that shit. <laughs> that's a lot. Nah, yeah, that's a, that's a whole different level of, uh, of Vegas for that fight weekend. Yeah. But uh, after, so we, we get to what is now fight night. Everyone's packing it out. I say that in jest because no one packed the arena. Bro, there was nobody there. Vegas packed as a motherfucker. Yep. The arena, 20% full until nah, the co-main? 10. I'll go, <laughs> go 10. I got there because they kept advertising the special early time and, like, nobody listened to it. No. Because it was 5 o'clock, which is 8 p.m. Eastern time. Usually it's 7. The start six of UFC seven. Oh, okay, it's an hour earlier. The undercard wasn't didn't end up being great at all. You're uh, generous, except for David Morell just wiping the oh, floor yeah. with another <laughs> first round knock. Yeah, uh, then calling out Benavidez and he's like, he's here, and I'm like, I don't know where he is. I'm sure he's here somewhere. He was there. I'm, dude, there was so many people there. I just he was sitting next to Caleb Plant. Oh, I it was that's the wives, cool. him and Caleb. They took a photo together. I was like, oh, that's good. They squashed the beef. They watched the fight together. So yeah, I talked to Caleb, but. Last week, too. Um, I think Caleb Plant would be one hell of an opponent for Morrell, but I don't yeah. want to, like, just straight gatekeeper Caleb I'm Plant. Just, <laughs> well, I'm drifting. Me and Damian Lillard had this conversation about Caleb Plant's next fight. And I don't, nah, we didn't do this on, on the air. We ended up, t- after our interview, which people are start, starting to see pieces of, we talked for, like, another 30 minutes about boxing. <laughs> and our producer, Carissa, was like, should I just turn the fucking recorder back on? Because you guys are still talking about boxing. And I was like, no. Because we were being very, very candid. But we got to Caleb Plant's next fight. <laughs> and Dame was like, you know I want him to fight? And I'm like, who? He's like, Edgar Belanga. I was like, why? He's like, because I want him to beat Edgar Belanga. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 100%. That's a, that's a smart comment. I was like, wait. But I was like, you know they're trying to build Edgar Belanga. He's like, yeah, but they got to stop that shit. Because it's going to end for him sooner or later. Sooner or later. They're it, hoping it ends at Canelo. Well, that's the So you get Mexican, Puerto Rican. Yeah. But I saw Caleb. I'm going to catch up with Caleb in a couple weeks. And he's already thinking about his next fight. But yeah, I was like, Berlanga? Hmm. I was like, he might beat the brakes off of Berlanga. He beats the hell out of Berlanga. He's too good. But yeah. So that being said, there's nobody in the arena, right? Like nobody. So I'm like, I go to Shake Shack. I get something to eat. And the Morel fight is getting ready to happen. And I'm sitting next to Rob for BSO. Uh, uh, Steve Carp was there. I ain't seen Steve Carp in a fight in like 15 years. That's why Can I had no seat. <laughs> everybody uh, came back dude, out. everybody. <laughs> uh, so who else was uh, Keith Eidick. Yeah. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, Falcoa, and I'm like, Keith, Falcoa's good, but, I mean, he's durable, but I don't think David wants to be here long. And it's like 6.30, right? And I'm like, what's going to happen? And then Morel like wipes the canvas with him. And I look at my watch and I'm like, 
Oh, they're about to play both episodes of All Access because shit. <laughs> like, I knew Ryan's hands weren't wrapped. Yep. Javante was back there just dancing or doing some other shit, and nobody was in the arena. No. It had just started to fill up. Like, a few people. I think Micah Parsons just showed up. Dame, Dame was there at, the, like, the second fight of the pay-per-view. <laughs> like, Dame walked in, and I was like, Dame, is that you? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? But he's a fight guy, so he came super early, but nobody else was there. And it was funny because Dame walks in, and he sits. He's got a seat. You know, hard cameras away from media usually. He's on our side. He's like the second row. And he's all the way in the corner. But it's just him. And then some dude with like a big hat on. And it's like five people was like, Damian Lillard. But they're in like the nosebleeds because nobody's in the arena. <laughs> so you see him clear as day. Yeah, you can see him clear as day. Like who else? Like 6'4", like walking through the damn. It was, it was crazy. But then all of a sudden, you could feel them stalling out. I went upstairs. I ran into like Ty Grissom. And I'm... <laughs> Going, I'm going to go behind the scenes. So I see Todd, who does the zone commentary. Yep. Todd, what are you doing at the bar? Well, I'm not working. I bought a ticket. It's like, what? He's like, the zone didn't compass tickets because this is a showtime show. So if you're not working the show at all, they didn't give you a credential. They didn't give you a ticket. They treated not your even ass. A credential? Nope. So Todd was up there with his friends drinking and having a good time. I would be drinking too. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> damn, this is rough. It's the toughest ticket in town. Oh, crazy. It, it was tough. But, yeah, by that time, you know, again, like C.J. Stroud walked in. Like, you start seeing the arena fill up, and then you look up at the clock, and you're like, all right. Another thing before we get to the fight, did anybody notice there was no national anthems? They really just got into it. They, they said, fuck you, Mexico and America. You guys are fighting. There was no national anthem. Would you anthem. play the Mexican national anthem for Ryan? I don't know. I don't think, I don't I don't think the attachment is there. Like, well... They were, I mean, there were Mexico chants during the fight. So people in the UFC chant USA. Hey, UFC people don't count. <laughs> I'm just saying. They don't even know what country they're in half. Yeah, the, the chants are. But yeah, like I was just like, they got right to Because I'm thinking I'm back upstairs and I'm I, talking to a few people and I'm looking and I'm like, okay, I see Jimmy Lennon Jr. in the ring. And I'm like, all right, they're getting ready to do the fight. But I got a few minutes. Got time. And they're like, well, let's bring the fighters to the ring. And I'm like, wait, what? what is like, no national anthem? No, no nothing? No nothing. And, yeah, it was like they got right to it. They, they were not bullshitting. It was early. They're like, you know what? You know what we're here for. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I, mean, I just don't know whose decision it was because every fight has a national anthem. I wonder if they did it. Oh, no, you were there the whole time. No, they never did it. No. Nope. They just skipped it. <laughs> nobody like, noticed that nobody shit, yeah. noticed I, I i noticed because i usually use as a time where i need to go because i'm usually out of my seat before the co yep. event and i was like all right they start singing i'm gonna go back down nope <laughs> just, let's bring the fighters to the ring fuck all right let's go entrance time so they both come to the ring this is where i knew i i done fucked up with my prediction i post this on ringside to hell with whoever commented on facebook that Y'all just copy and pasted this. You don't know shit about no Chief Keef. My name is on this. You better <laughs> click that link. Don't tell me about Chief Keef, young oh. whippersnapper. I, I knew oh. Chief Keef before you knew Chief Keef. Young ass kid commenting about this. But that's where I knew I done fucked up. Yeah. That's actually, that's this serious. When Gervonta, Lord knows where he found Chief Keef. Chief, Chief been gone for a sec. He went and found Sosa. It's not, it's not some new shit. No. Did love Sosa. Yeah, they might as well just pull out guns, too. I was like, oh, this is blackity black, black, black. Yeah. I was like, this, he means business. 
this this isn't this isn't mainstream. He ain't go out there like Shakur just had a finesse. Two of them, but the finesse has a hot song. I get it. Nah, he was like, I don't I don't care if y'all know. Like if you know, you know. He might as well. He came out with some like custom dunks or whatever. Like yeah, he had the skunk dunks. The skunk dunks. Caleb and I was like, who got? It? He was like, I helped. Caleb did. Yeah, yeah. he posted a video. Yeah. It was dope. Yeah. Um. So. He might as well have come out with just all black Air Force One. Yeah, he might as well have. Because once you bring Chief Keefe out, I was like, oh, my God. The only thing that would have went crazier is if he would have did Finito. <laughs> Finito. Like, if that, yo, oh, my God, they would have broke the fucking Raptor. Like, yeah. you can't do that. You, yeah. you got to do that back home. Yeah. But it was like, yo, he came out with Chief Keefe? Yo, that, yeah. I was like, oh, he about to catch a body. Yeah, I was, so I was at the entrances. And Martin from Golden Boy was like, you can't record. And I was like, fuck out of here. Everybody's recording. Yeah. Right? Like, all the fans are there. So I'm, I get to the edge, and I think I'm, I don't know who I'm standing next to. And I'm, you know, because you can't see down the hall, so I'm looking at the big screen. And I see a dude with a lot. And I'm like, who the fuck is that? And then I hear the f- first notes of Love Sosa. I was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> and I was like, because Ryan just came out to some old churchy, yes. up, uplift me up type shit. And Javante comes out to murder music. And I'm like, oh, you're dead. It's over. No, it's over. You can forget about it. And, and the best, like, so I, where I'm standing, my vantage point, like, looking down the aisles where I start noticing, like, some of the celebrities in the crowd. Like, obviously, Mike was there. Odell was there. Yep. And you could see him. Jamel Charlo. They're all like, that is so, I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is like playing tear the club up in the club to close yep. the night. That shit knocks too. And I like was like, the beat Ooh. on that. I was like, oh my. People were like, he was lip singing. I was like, shut up. He yeah. was. He couldn't hear himself. No, it didn't matter. Can't hear shit. It, no. the, end, the whole goal was Chief Keith. Love yep. Sosa. This is some gangster shit. It's going to be a long night for Ryan. Came out straight gangster shit. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. 
Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. And then we get right into the fight. And the fight started off exactly how I thought it was going to start off. Yeah. So I give Ryan the first round. And it's feeling out round. Tank's like, all right, cool. Tank's not going to chase him. No. He's daring Ryan to use the jab, which Ryan is scoring a little bit, daring him to use the straight right, which Ryan's like, yeah, I'm not doing that. First round. Cool. Second round comes out. Ryan's on the same bullshit. Tank's on the same thing. Tank's retreating. Ryan's the aggressor. All right. Ryan Pinson gets the rope briefly, throws the right hand. Lo and behold, it lands. Oh, shit. All right. Tank moves away. Hugs him a little bit, breaks, Ryan, pause with the jab again, throws the right hand. It lands. Oh, now we cook it. That one kind of, it stung Tank, I thought. Might have been playing possum. Backs up again. Ryan throws the same left, weak left jab, not a strong jab. Weak left jab, right combination. Tank now ducks this one. Circles away. I'm like, oh, fuck. Ryan then throws it again, moving forward. Ryan's on his ass. Mm-hmm. I was like, I know you saw the Leo Santa Cruz fight. You do not throw the same thing at this man three times in a row. It is going to end bad. He threw it four times in a row. I don't care if one and two is successful. It is going to end badly. All right. I predicted on a show. Ryan's going to win. Tang's going to drop him early. There you go. There's a knockdown. Knew it. It's going to happen. You got to be like Wilder Fury. You got to survive a knockdown, get the hell up. It's the only way he's going to do it. Got it out of the way early. Nothing went how I thought it'd go after that. Ryan's volume plummeted underneath Tank's volume. Ryan was scared to be aggressive. Tank was patient. Tank was taking rounds easily because Ryan wasn't throwing the right hand. Little jab here and there, but that's not his, that's not his go-to. He didn't throw the check left hook damn near at all. And he refused to sit down and throw the right. And he gave Tank way too much respect on the power. To then the point the fight rolls on, we get to the uh, seventh round. And at this point, Ryan is like, all right, I need to try something different. He's now trying to bait Tank to come to him. Problem is, he's not keeping him off with the jab as he moves backwards. The blow that ended the fight which was a shot to the liver. Almost looked glancing at a point, but the shit indented. It was not glancing. But if you watch, if you go back and watch the replay, I am dumbfounded by this. The one way Tank could really hurt you is by closing the space, like you said last week on the show, Mm -hmm. closing the distance, getting close to you, and then using his power on the inside. Ryan decides not to fight from the outside to the point where Tank, I'd say 10 seconds before he threw that punch, the end of the fight, he's waist level on Ryan with his cheek on Ryan's side, right on his ass, like right, right on the side, resting his face on Ryan, and Ryan doesn't move his elbow down, he doesn't push Tank away. Ryan's so scared of anything coming up, a looping right hand or anything, his hands are straight up, and Tank is able to just rest his head 
on his side. Tank looks at this. At a point, I swear to God, Tank looks at the camera. Looks at the camera like, this motherfucker crazy? Because then steps back. He's like, you're not going to drop that hand. And just hits him right in the open spot. He's like, if you let me rest my cheek on your ribs, that means you're going to let me punch you there. And it was down. It was out. And that was it. I was like, that makes no sense. It's so easy to just drop the right hand. The key is you got to drop the right hand. And drop your your jaw a little bit so you keep it protected at the same time. Kind of move his ass away. Get him out of there. Get him back to a distance. Ryan was completely comfortable letting him relax on the inside. And I was like, then there was no adjustments. And that's that's one thing that surprised me is that there wasn't a plan B and C. If there was, it went out of the window when he got hit in the face. Because at that point, you have to know, you have to fight at a distance. People say whatever the hell they want. In the post fight, he said, well, I got bored, got aggressive, and I got caught. And I was like, you can't get bored. It's prize fighting, as Tank yelled at him <laughs> during the press. No, I don't care what people say. I don't care what you're you going to call me, whatever the hell you're going to call me. I'm going to fight this man at a distance, and we're going to see what these cards look like. He wasn't thinking like a smart fighter. He was thinking like a young fighter. And Goosen, no, no one could help him at that point. Someone said, like he was, I read this online, I believe. It was like it was him out there against the world. No one else mattered. His corner didn't matter. No, like he was completely out of body. He wasn't listening to anyone. And Tank was completely present. Did everything his corner said. He was listening to Mayweather. He was completely comfortable in the moment. And Ryan was not. There's a difference between social media fame and bright lights and everything behind your phone. There's a difference when the bright lights hit in the ring. And this was Ryan's first moment of that. True moment. And after he got dropped, this wasn't Luke Campbell. He didn't stick to the game plan, figure it out. He abandoned the game plan, reverted back to some of the the traits that we worried about when he was with Reynoso. And ended up getting stopped because of it. Yeah, I mean, so there's a few things. One, Ryan Garcia felt like a 24-year-old. Fought like a kid. He uh, fought like he could just blow Tank out, right? And Tank was patient. Mm-hmm. There, there's a couple things that I don't know if Goosen was aware or if he was paying it, if it was part of the game plan. Tank's a very good body puncher. He lands 36.5% of his body shots, which is like second in all of boxing. When this fight starts, and they're standing there, and, you know, not a lot is happening. I was like, all right, I can understand this. This makes sense. For me, it was Tank trying to figure out, all right, how do I get inside while Ryan has got to keep on the end of the jab. Now, Ryan, they, neither of them throw a lot of jabs. No. It's not their game. Ryan needs to develop. After this fight, like, they, all they need to do is jab. Because <laughs> if you can't keep somebody away from you at a distance, if you can't poke at range, they're just going to sneak on the inside. Well, he's dependent on them coming, closing the distance, and catching them with the left. But he was scared to death to throw that. Well, Javante is clearly faster than anybody yeah. that Ryan's ever fought. Yep. And he learned that really quick. And Javante did what Mayweather does, not to cut you off, but you say this all the time. What's your best weapon? Yeah, but take it away. Take it away. What else you got? And Javante was like, I'll give you everything besides that check left hook. And so, Ryan was like, oh. So 24 years old, and what I mean by tw- fighting like a 24-year-old, in that second round when he starts throwing, the crowd is going nuts. Like that crowd, like you could feel it. They are going nuts. And I'm like, this isn't going well. Because he's throwing – he lands a right hand, but Tank's completely unfazed by this. Now, some people, like said, he was right. He moved him with it. It's a punch that landed, but 
it wasn't anything that got Tank out of sorts. He was still in the pocket. He was still, he was like, all right, he's just going to keep coming. And he kept throwing. And the more the crowd screamed, the more he kept throwing. And then Javante was like, I'm just going, I'm going to sit. Exactly. I'm going to sit because you're over anxious. You're over eager. You're not setting these punches up. You're just throwing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sit and I'm going to sit your ass down. He sat his ass down. Now, Ryan said this, and I, I'm sure that he's not lying about this. I was more hurt when I got hurt by Luke Campbell. Why? Because he didn't see the Luke Campbell punch coming. Yep. So it completely discombobulated him. The, the tank punch was different because he saw that shit coming, and it still put him on his ass. And at that very moment, Ryan was like, oh, all the shit I, I usually do that works, it ain't going to work. Yep. And for tank, it was clear. I'm waiting for you to open up so I can put you down. So those next few rounds, there's, there's three things happening in the next few rounds. One, Tank realized very quickly, and so did Calvin, he's biting on every feint. Like, he's turning his whole body when you feint a punch. You've got him. All you have to do is pick your shot. Like, there's three times where Ryan Demner turned his back on him. Mm-hmm. The other thing was, Tank was like, I got to make him feel comfortable to throw again. Like, I'm not going to throw that much. I'm going to make you feel comfortable because I need you to open up so I can counter your ass again. Three, Ryan was scared. And not scared, and I don't want to, like, there's two things that, that don't work with this fight. People that said Ryan quit, and people said that Ryan was scared. He wasn't, like, scared in the sense that, oh, my God, I don't want to get hit. But he was, like, he didn't know when it was coming back. Yeah. So he was hesitant to open up. Yep. And Tank knew it. So he had to lull him back to sleep. So in the sixth round, if you watch the sixth round. He was scared to make a mistake more than that. Yeah, he was like, he was hesitant because he was like, I was putting my offense together and he sat me down. I don't want that to happen again. Because think about it. Tank didn't land but two big punches in the fight. And both of them put him down. That's it. But it's paralysis by analysis. Yeah. So in the sixth round, Ryan's opening up again. And Tank's just covered. The crowd's cheering. They're going crazy again. It's towards the end of the round. Tank turns and smiles and walks back to his corner. And I was like, he knows he has him again. He's got Ryan right back in his comfort zone where he's like, oh, I can get busy again. Javon said, I'm just going to sit and wait. Another mistake. Boom. Liver shot. Game over. This man might have landed like four punches the whole fight. Yep. He didn't need to do much. But the first thing is, I want to like dispel. Like people that said Ryan quit, y'all, they ain't never been hitting the body before. Ever. (laughs) Because that shit will shut down your whole system. Like this neck up, you're good. Neck up, you're like, I can get up. Your legs and your body's like, fuck you. We're staying down here. Like, you can try to get up, but we are not cooperating. Yeah. And you can see the delayed reaction is, one, is, is the thing that's the kicker because Ryan didn't want to take that knee. No. He ate that shot and was like, this hurts. But he's like, I'm good. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh, everything's shutting down. Oh, my legs are done. Oh. <laughs> every, all right, guys, we're, co- we're going down. Ship's going down. Ref's counting. Tank is, look, Tank is peering at him like, is he going to get up? Because he knows he's he's paralyzed. So yeah. if he does get up, he's just gonna take he's gonna off obliterate him because there's nothing. He, his arms ain't gonna work. His legs aren't gonna work. Nothing's going to work. The refs counting, and like Andy Ruiz called him a quitter, and it's like shut up. You ate yourself out of your last fight. Yeah. With, it's like shut up. What are you talking about? Some people call him a quitter, but because he got up. But you can get up. It's like, but can you get up and do anything? Your body's locked up. It takes an immense amount of courage to even stand. People get hit with that and they writhe in pain. 
Yeah, remember Bernard hit Oscar with the same shot, and Oscar rolled around the ring. <laughs> yeah, like there's to only take a knee is pretty valiant because people sit there and you want to cry. Like you can't feel your legs. So to even muster the courage to try to get up and walk. It's a lot. It's a lot. And then you're asking this of Ryan Garcia, who is, he got knocked down. Getting hit in the head is one thing. You get up and you're like, I can shake this off. And little things during fight week, when Tank and Ryan were arguing and and Ryan was like, I'm going to break your jaw. And he's like, why don't you aim for the temple, stupid? That's what you're supposed to do. And I'm like, the tank is just different, right? Like, it, breaking your jaw ain't going to do nothing. If I hit you in the temple, you ain't going to get up. Like, pressure points, right? It was like the five fingers of doom. Like, <laughs> So Ryan's never been hit like this before by any human. Like, yeah, he fought Devin Haney, but Devin Haney don't crack like Javante does. Well, allegedly, the, the guy in the training camp hit him with the same Sure, guy. whatever. But I guarantee you, you don't hit like Tank. No. God, no. You, Tank sat down on that punch. Boom. Ryan's body insides, they all, everything shut down. They seized on him, and he, he didn't quit. He, he just lost, and he realized that there's levels to this shit. Yeah. I, I would also like to say, and it's not excuses, it's, it's facts, of they're very smart in that camp in terms of Tank and, and the weight rehydration was there for a reason, right? Oh, yeah. Like, it, it's, it's one of those things where early on, Tank ate that right hand and was like, he don't got, he don't got nothing on this. No. He's not going to hurt me tonight. I can get as close as I want. I can eat whatever I want. He's not going to hurt me. As long as I see it coming, I'm good. I'm fine. Yeah. And Tank was like, I'm going to take away the one punch I can't see coming. You're never going to hit me with that check left. But you can hit me with... The straight right was there all night if Ryan wanted it. The uppercut, which Ryan didn't throw. He doesn't really throw. Was there all night. Tank was bending over and just putting his forehead in Ryan's belly button. Yeah. Pause. People still do that. Um, But no, like, it's one of those things like, yo, like, Tank was unafraid to completely compromise himself to get inside. Yeah. On the clinch. Like, he wasn't clinching up top. Up top fighting, Mm-mm. he's going head down. Who cares? Clinching without a worry. Ryan wouldn't throw it. Yep. So it, it's those things where Ryan's power wasn't there. And Tango's like, well, now I can do whatever I want. Let alone, and it's very smart, deliver punches is one hell of a punch. But wrapping the way that he did in the punch, Ryan kind of tried to back up, so it hit him in the liver, and it kind of shut his shit down. But the punch, when you look at how Javante threw it, he was throwing it at the kidneys. Mm. What's, what's one thing if you're dehydrating, dehydrating yeah. for a ton of time? Like, you hit somebody in the kidneys. Yeah. And it's, your whole shit's going down. So they had a very smart game plan based on what the fight was and at the weight and in the weight cut and everything. It was very smart. He wasn't going to take those punches for very long. And which is why it didn't take the hardest punch ever to put him down. His body wasn't 100%. That, that's the clause for the reason. If this fight happens at 140, 147, it might go a little differently. Ryan might have a little more pop. Ryan might be able to throw that right and put something on it and see what Tank got now. Tank was never in any danger. No, no, no. And, and the, the rules and regulations made sure of that. Yeah, so let's, let's look at a few things. One, is Javante Davis the new face of boxing? Yeah. Damn. Yes, because I believe this does 
good pay-per-view numbers. I, I am a, I am a proponent of social media and I understand how social media stats and numbers correlate to pay-per-view fights. I, I know what our numbers were for Wilder Fury 2. I know what our numbers were for Wilder Fury 3. I know what they are for Canelo, big fights and pay-per-views. I understand how that correlates to what it was. This was the number one fight weekend since I started the ESPN ringside account. Hands down. This did Conor McGregor UFC numbers when I help out with the UFC team. Now, there's a lot of pirating. I get it. Pirating only grows easier. So he's not going to do Conor 1.8 UFC numbers or something stupid. That audience is conditioned to buy pay-per-views to, to a sense. Bars pick it up. That, that shit does a lot of numbers. But I can tell you, I think the reported numbers for Wilder Fury 2 was 800,000, which people were disappointed in. That's pretty fucking good. Yeah. I believe that's like 60 million in revenue. I crunched the numbers yesterday. I'd be shocked if it didn't do 800,000 plus. Because socially, the, the numbers were in a different bracket. I wouldn't be shocked if this hit a million pay-per-view buys. And at this point, since he went to the zone, Canelo's not even doing that. So, yes, I, I think he's the face of boxing. I think Canelo loses probably to Bivol again. <laughs> I, I don't know how he beats Dimitri. Just physically, like, that, that would take a toll on how big he is. And Canelo's been doing this for a lot of time. I'm not saying there's fatigue. But it's like, okay, cool, like, you're, you're here, whoopee. Like, the zone doesn't have the model, like you mentioned all the time, to promote, like, Showtime promotes and everything. Um, Showtime promoted these guys on every platform. They were on, for, they were on ESPN. Like, if, if you close your eyes, you wouldn't know this wasn't an ESPN pay-per-view. Right. They were on First Take. They were on SportsCenter, 6 p.m., going back and forth, talking shit the Friday before the fight. They're all over our social media pages. You, you couldn't ignore it. The promotion was everywhere. Their two companies, ESPN, whatever other promotion people had to talk about this fight. So, yeah, I'd be shocked if it doesn't do a mill. I think he is the face of boxing. For now, he has to, and this, I don't think wins and losses matter that much, but when you're in the spot he's in, um, under Mayweather and how people compare that camp, I think he has to keep winning to, to remain there. But, yeah, I, I think it's hard to say he's not the face of boxing currently. Well, Kel, I'll tell you he's not the face of boxing. Still giving it to Canelo. Yeah. Um, let's, let's just say You just said it was a bigger atmosphere than Canelo. It was. But Ryan I think Gar- he does bigger numbers now. Ryan Garcia is the other half of that. Sure. Uh, you think Canelo, well, Triple G wasn't what Triple G was. No, but I think. Does Canelo have that dance partner still? Well, here's the thing. They come out to see Canelo because it's Canelo. That's it. They don't care about who he's fighting. He's fighting John Ryder next he week. He is fighting John He's going to fight in a, a stadium. He's going to fill it up in Guadalajara. But just, just simple social math. Deronta Davis has about almost 6 million Instagram followers. Canelo has 15 million. How many does Ryan have? Nine. Oh. Canelo has, yeah, he may not, like if Canelo, and that's why I say like, if Canelo fights David Benavidez, we'll get to see. That's the, yeah. That's yeah, like we'll get to see. But right now I think Canelo's still the face of boxing. Um, yeah, Tank's going to make eight figures. He's probably going to walk away maybe like, 15 million, 20 million? Probably 20. What's, what's Canelo making a fight? 20 plus. <laughs> like he signed the richest contract for an individual in sport. That's, that's a disowned. It was, it, was, it was what it was. But I mean, yeah, they're, they're giving out money. Like, but even in the. This shit's going out of style. Even in Bavalfa, he made 45 million. Yeah. 
And nobody knows who Bival is. No. And yeah, the fight atmosphere wasn't great because that's zone. a lot of longevity, though. Too, he's been getting paid a lot of money for a long time. Yeah. He's not going to take pay cuts. But Javante's Javante beating Ryan is like Floyd beating Oscar. Now what? Yeah, because you got to do something after this. Yeah, I think this is the table. He has setting. so many good options, and I don't think he's going to take any of them. Javante, yeah. I think so. I think, and I'm not talking about top level options that other people are talking about, and like. Fantasy book him to go right in against Haney and all. No, he's not. No, he has good options outside of that that he would take. I think. I think um, but like, the answer question, no. Tank has some work to do. He also could be sentenced and be doing some time. Yeah. Which could actually work in his favor. Exactly. That didn't stop Floyd at all. It didn't stop Mike Tyson. No. Mike Tyson went he to jail for rape. Out. Mike Tyson went to jail for uh, sexual assault for, on Desiree Rostin, spent three years behind bars, came out of jail. Five months later, he had a fight. This is the biggest non-title fight. One of the biggest non-title fights in pay-per-view history. Yep. Um, Packed it out. Jail doesn't matter. But the point is, is that it's what's next. Think about this. When Floyd beat Oscar, what, what, what did Floyd do next? Dancing with the stars. Yep. And then what do you do? WrestleMania. Like he branched out. If they could figure that part out, that's what will make Javante the face of boxing. Not there yet, but he's, he's done the right things, and now his team needs to figure out, hmm, because it doesn't, he can find his Ricky hat, right? Yeah. So it, Maybe. It, it doesn't have to be Devin Haney if Devin beats Lomachenko. It could be anybody, right? It, but if you do the right moves for visibility purposes, I'm not saying Javante does Dancing with the Stars. Maybe he does the Masked Singer. I don't know. But if you do that kind of stuff, that's how you become the face of boxing. Yeah. Because you got to counteract. Like, Canelo's got a whole country behind him. You, you just can't beat that. You can't. No. You can't. Like, Guadalajara's going to come out. There's going to be people getting murdered in the streets during this fight. Because Guadalajara's not, like, yeah, it's the nice. nicest neighborhood, right? <laughs> but he's still the face of boxing. Javante's got some work to do. Um, on the other side of this, there's a lot of people like, oh, Ryan's done. He's 24. Canelo lost to Floyd when he was 22. Yeah. And Canelo's done just fine. Yeah. One loss does not make her career. No. Sugar Ray Leonard Russell or Roberto Duran. And then he came out and beat him, and he's just fine. Yep. You, get no, you don't get no Moss if he doesn't lose that first fight. No. You, you don't get the amazing trilogy that is Ali Frazier. No, you, you get none Ali of these things. doesn't lose the first fight. Like, like, you, Ryan losing this fight, the question isn't that he lost. It's like, what does he do? Yeah, what do you learn? Because Canelo lost to Floyd. Then he fought Angulo. Then he fought Arsani Lara, which are tough. The, the Lara fight was a tough fight. Everybody tough. knew when he picked that fight, it was like, what are you doing? But, it was, but you saw what he was doing is he was, he was changing his style. Yep. He was, he was learning how to become a more defensive-minded fighter, a counterpuncher. Like, he was learning on the job. Like, he lost to Floyd, and he was like, I'm just getting right back in there. Yep. Ryan's best bet is take your ass to 140. That's the first thing. You have to. 100%. Your body's not going to, you can't do anything else. We know that's going to happen. But put your right hand up. <laughs> Keep your right hand up and develop a fucking jab. That's, that's your. That, if do you're not student, rush into a fight with Regis Pro. No, no, no. Do not rush into a fight, even with Roley. No, don't don't fight, do it. Don't get the title. Well, he'll beat the shit out of Roley. I, I, I don't even care. Like, but he fights Zepeda is his next fight. Jose Zepeda's ranked number seven by ring. Oh, he said, okay, Jose. Yeah. That's fine. It, not Williams. Not the one's fighting this week. I was like, yeah. don't, don't fight Williams. Apparently. No, no, no. You, you fight a guy that's lost. He's lost three. He lost to Regis Progray. He lost yep. to Jose Ramirez. Like, you fight a guy like that who's ranked, who's a good fighter, yep. 
won't hurt you, but you can work on everything you need to work that was on. That's supposed to be Tio's fight before this title fight. Yeah, yeah, like that's that's the fight that Ryan needs. But everybody's like, Ryan's no, Ryan's fine as long as he fixes what did him in. Yep. Everybody's not gonna be tanked. No, like you're not gonna have to deal with that again. But now, like everybody ain't gonna be Floyd. But not now fight you fight Sander Martin. No, he won't. But you <laughs> you retool you like he's got to develop that jab. He has to learn how to work off that stick because now you're moving up to 140. Where 5'10, 5'11 ain't the same as it was at 30 yep. and 35. Now you gotta work behind that reach and that jab. Now you gotta learn how to protect your body and keep your right hand up. Because you got caught by Luke Campbell because he was your height. Yep. So now you gotta deal with that. So if he goes back to the lab and fights again before the end of the year against the Peta, he's good. He's fine. I, I just, it was weird when I was just watching people like Ryan's, he's 24. He fought like a child. He'll I, get better. I was on a podcast yesterday and they asked me, they were like, yo, do you think his star power was too high for his skill level? I was like, well, he's 24. Right. Skill level isn't as high as his star power. But I retorted, I was like, what do you think is harder to build, star power or skills? I was like, Terrence Crawford's 35 years old, all the skills in the world. They can't figure out how to build star power. Makes fights pretty hard to make. I was like, once you have star power, you don't go anywhere. Adrian Broner had a, a little bit of star power. Yep. B-side forever. Great. A-side in most fights. Yep. You don't go anywhere because you lose. Like, you can, you can be okay. Manny Pacquiao had star power. I saw him get face-planted. He didn't get hit to the body and go, ooh. Yeah. He got face-planted. Simba on his lifeless body. The Mayweather bag was after that. Yep. Lost to Bradley. Lost to... No, that was it. Just uh, Bradley Marquez. And no, no, Australian dude. No, Jeff Horn was after that. After Floyd? No. Because Jeff Horn then lost to Terrence Crawford. He did? Yeah. Yes, yes. But, I mean, I, I thought Jeff Horn was before then. Nonetheless, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Horn. Yes, Manny took losses, never diminished his star power. No. So once you get superstar power, star power, you're fine. You're going to carry that. Yeah, you're good. So it, it's one of those things. The skills just not have to catch up. It's one loss isn't going to hurt him. If he beats the brakes out for everybody for the next three years and Tate wants to fight him again at 140, you don't think that fight's going to be ginormous? It'll be huge. It, like, it'll be huge. Now, the other thing, post-fight press conference. Oscar doesn't show up. Bernard doesn't show up. I'm like... Was Bernard at the fight? Uh, I don't... No one can answer this. I, I don't remember seeing him, but there was so many people. Like, dude, there were so many people at this fight. Like, even today, I just realized Pusha T was there. Pusha Pusha was there. Button was there. Uh, Cheesy was there. I saw Button there. post something. I was like, is he in Vegas? Yeah. I was like, shit, he went to the fuck. Jeezy was there. I, I ran into Peter Rosenberg. We, I was walking through the MGM, and me and Rosenberg ran into each other. And I was like, what are you doing? He goes, I'm here for the fight. I was like, oh, my God. And I saw him after the fight. But it was like, it was everybody was at this fight. I didn't see Bernard, it, but it could have been too many people. But neither of them were at this post-fight press conference. And the reason why this is important to me, I don't care what Oscar says, because I don't believe him. Because <laughs> he said it was death threats, right? Well, there was death threats before the fight. Yeah. Death, whenever these death threats were happening. From who? But here's, here's the thing. If there are death threats for a fight, then people ain't going to be there for the post-fight press conference. It's just us. It's just us. Like, it's just us, 60 members of the media and the fighters. It's easier to stay longer. Exactly. A little so safer. I, I ain't buying. I'm not buying what Oscar's selling. I'm just not. But you just left your fighter... Your last fighter. I don't. Uh, we love Virgil Ortiz, but he can't get in the ring. We, no. We can't. And 
Who else do they have? Who else is left on Golden Boy? I mean, Mugia just lost. Mugia. They have nobody. It is Ryan Garcia. And they did not show up to support Ryan Garcia. They left him by himself. That's going to be tough because once he leaves, it's like, now what? And you got to leave. If you're Ryan, you call Canelo, hey, bro. I should have been here. I got my bag. I'm out. But I don't care what Oscar says. Death threats? Why would you get death threats and not Ryan? <laughs> like, for what? There's, to me, there's no excuse. Floyd showed up for Tank. Yeah. He didn't have to do that. Tank, uh, Ryan's whole fam was there. No, none of them got death threats. I'm just, like, support your fighter. Conor McGregor showed up in the sixth round. <laughs> <laughs> We saw Conor McGregor walk in. He was lit. Had a bottle of proper trails. Doing the, the back walk. The Vince McMahon <laughs> walk. He walked through the crowd. Then I remember I turned to Rob and I was like, yo, Conor just got here. And then like six minutes later, Conor's leaving because Ryan got knocked out. And where does Conor go? Ryan's locker room. Yep. If you're Oscar, that's your fighter. That clip crushed for us too. Crushed for everybody. Yep. How do you leave your fighter high and dry and then say you got death rush and that's the reason? Oscar is here for a good time, not a long time. Bro, like, I think the writing's on the wall. It, it has to be. Like, it, so the reason why I brought up Bernard having to pull a chair up at the press conference, it was weird to me. He's a co-promoter. Yeah. And when I worked at the zone, and Oscar wasn't around for whatever extracurricular activity, it was always Bernard. Bernard wasn't a part. Of, he didn't have a name laminate, nothing. He had to pull a chair up to the side of the press conference. So him not showing up to the press conference tells me something else. I don't know what it is. And then Bernard does an interview and he says, you know, it's, it's, the things that are left unsaid are say more than me saying them. Some, some Bernard colloquialism. Yeah. I was just like, whatever, Bernard. But I thought about it and I was like, there's something going on here. Because how do you leave your star dry? I think we're seeing the beginning of the end. It might be. It might be. that. I don't know. So who does Tank fight next? Oh, this is the easy question for me. I think there's one person, clear as day, he should fight next. And a couple other options. But if I had to pick one, I think it's not the rematch for Isaac Cruz. So I, I think that's a good plan B. Because you didn't knock him out, you hurt your hand. You can go out there, show like, mm -hmm. no, I'm going to smoke this guy. I can knock him out when I'm healthy. That's the easy layup. But... I think what his next like big fight, I think he should fight George Cambosis. Mm. George Cambosis. George has a fight here in Vegas. Is fighting in Vegas and at the end of July. A fight he could lose too. Good. Yeah. But if Cambosis wins, it's a foreign market. We talked to Leonard, where he likes tank fighting, European fight, you know, UK fighters, it opens their eyes. That brings an entire new country with eyes on you. That guy sold in his country. They'll, they'll watch him. Yeah. It's a guy who was an undisputed champion where you can say, look, he had all the belts. If belts matter so much to y'all, I'm fighting a guy who just had all the belts. Yeah. He beat Teofimo Lopez, who's supposed to be one of our best young fighters. I'm going to go out there and beat him. Teo couldn't. Oh, by the way, Devin beat him twice, but those were boring fights. I'm going to go out there and starch him and knock him out because Teo knocked him down. Tank can say, I'm going to knock him out. At 135, I think George Cambosis is the 
best option for him because it gives him a leg up on Devin, on Tio, on everyone else without having to fight them. And that bragging and that, that different culture is huge. No, I think you're absolutely right. Um, when I saw that Cambos was fighting in July and I was like, ooh, the time is good. Because to everything you just said, former undisputed champion. And then it's like, oh, I know two guys that you guys want me to fight that already fought him. Mm-hmm. So instead of fighting them, I fight the guy that beat that guy that couldn't beat that guy, but I'm going to beat the shit out of this guy. <laughs> so then everybody says, oh, because De- the problem is for, for both, like Devin and Shakur are running into the same issue. Shakur more so than Devin. Nobody has to fight you. Yeah. So nobody's like going to be interested in really calling you out. It sounds good in theory, but as much as right now I would say that Durante could probably beat Devin because my concern is Devin might get caught. He got caught by Linares. Yeah. He'll get caught by Tank. He can out jab him. There's a lot of ways that Devin can win. The risk versus reward, like the best way to put it is Javante fights Devin. Devin robbed the bank over at Matchroom. So Devin's not going to go to Javante and say, oh, yeah, I'll take 70-30. Yeah. I'm the undisputed champion, 50-50. But the pay-per-view numbers between him and Loma and what this does is going to be so staggering that Tank's going to be like, the fuck? Yeah, no. The numbers say 70-30. Yeah, but and Devin's not going to do that. So instead, Tank can fight Cambosis, probably do like 50,000 less pay-per-views, 100,000 yep. less pay-per-views, and he can gouge George for, he was like, flat fee. That's it. Like, and Cambosis is like, I'll take another payday. Because this is my last one. This Maybe. is it. This is, this is it. Shakur might fight him after. Nah, if he gets knocked out by Tank, it's over. Sure. And that's a know, nice little run. Shout out to Peter Khan, who was telling me about George years ago. And George was sparring with, man, he shouldn't have been gotten this far in the first place. No. So cash he that check. He maxed out. Yeah, like, listen, you did your thing. Yeah, ca- cash that check. But Tank is not going to fight anybody that's going to take a bigger piece of the pie than what he feels like they deserve. Yep. And Devin's coming for 30s generous. Devin's coming for a piece of the pie. Because he's he got all the titles. All the titles. He's fighting on a pay-per-view. Yeah. So it's not like he's on zone anyway. Like, he's fighting on a pay-per-view. Like, oh, I was on ESPN my last couple of fights. Like, I'm I'm going to be in Vegas, too. Like, yeah. I'm, I could sell here. Like, I'm a draw, it'll and they're going to say no. Like, it'll be interesting to see what the turnout is for Haney Lomachenko, because it, it, it's a better technical fight. Now. Better card. Yeah. If Lomachenko were to beat Haney, I wonder. Loma's small. Yes. I wonder if Tank's like, hmm. I mean, I mean, because Tank will fight them all. I'm yeah. not going to say Tank. I'm going to say Calvin, the team, like TGB. Like, I wonder if they sit back and go, hmm. Loma take, I'm not saying Loma take short money, but that Teofimo fight, Teo's like, no, I need more money. Loma's like, yeah, fuck it. Like, yeah. I'll take a little less. You give him a little more. Loma will listen. If you tell Loma, like, probably, like, yo, we'll give you 10. That's what I'm saying. He don't, I don't think he'll ask, is Tank getting 30? Now, it's, this is it's it gets 25, you know, like because Loma should be like, yo, 10, like give me 10 again. The risk, depending on how Loma looks in this fight, like if Loma looks for let's just say he just beats the brakes off of Devin, not I don't think it's gonna happen, but skill wise, Vasily Lomachenko, if he's on his A game and he, he it, could we, win, he could. we've never seen, we've never seen Vasily Lomachenko fight with urgency, we've never seen it. He fights at his leisure, yep. Like, when he beat Nicholas Walters, he beat the shit out of him at his own leisure. Well, we saw a little urgency when he was down, like, five rounds, but so none against Tio. Too late, right? Yeah. Like, and he was it, like, oh, shit. He it, stepped on the gas. 
if he comes in firing on all cylinders from the opening bell, he could beat Devin bad. Yeah. Like, skill-wise, size-wise is going to be an issue, but, he, like, he still has the footwork. Nothing's really changed. So he could win that fight, but if he wins, the risk is high for Tank. Because if he styles on Devin, then you go, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know. But it's a tasty dish. You'd be undisputed champion. You'd be the smaller guy. If, if Lomachenko wins, Tank's not fighting him. No, he's not. I don't think he is. I just Top rank is not letting anyone else fight him besides Shakur. Well, Shikura. no, they want to keep them belts in the Immediately. house. Immediately. They want to keep those belts in the house. And then, you know. Shakur will fight him. They'll have some type of rematch clause. Yeah. They'll, they'll run it twice. They, they, They're going to milk that for whatever it's worth. They, they, I mean, Tank's in an interesting, it's not an interesting bad spot. I, I, I'm curious. If he fights George Cambosas, I want to see how it does. But yeah. everything that counts is between now and that fight. Like, he's got he's got work to do to be the face of boxing. Cambosas, Isaac Cruz, I think if he could stay um, winning, Joe Cordina. Wow, Joe Cordina. Yeah, that's a good one. Who just fought this past weekend, yeah. got his belt back. Yep. I believe he's from Cardiff. Well, yeah, yes. That community's behind him. Oh no, yeah. Like Tank wants to go beat him up beat in him front of his fans. In yeah. front of his, that's a nice little bag. Yep. Cordina and that guy be moving up. Yeah. Like a smaller guy. Those are the three next three fights I think for Tank. No matter how you slice it, and then after that he'll look around and say, "Okay, what's Shakur doing? What's the?" But I, I think he's on a Mayweather plan. Every year and a half, two years is when you test yourself. In between, you make strategic little fights. To keep the buzz going. He's got to figure that out. So every six months, like, he goes Cambosis in six months. All right, cool. That's the little hype train talking shit. Then he could do Isaac Cruz again. Okay, this guy thought he beat me. If Roley's still the champion for some reason, I'm just assuming Roley wins on the 13th. Maybe he doesn't. Um, but if he's the champion, maybe he'll take Roley's belt and have a real belt at 140. Just tell people, kiss your ass. And, like, rematch Roley and then Cordina over. And then it's like, okay, now I can test myself again. And then you see what Shakur is doing. Now you see how 140 worked out. Because if you take Roley's belt and let everybody else work through it, you're like, all right, I got Devin probably. I might have T.O. or somebody else. Like, you you don't know. Yeah, and I mean, they're all going to – Devin, it's just – just looking at him this week at the top rank gym, I was like, bro. That boy, like, 150. Yeah, I was like, you – this is it. This <laughs> is it. I can't see you staying around much longer at 35. I just can't. There's two reasons. One, you're too big. Two, Shakur. Yeah, there's no need – Nothing outside of pride tells you to stay in fight. Yeah, like, no, like, everybody. At that weight. And when I say Shakur, people are like, is he scared of Shakur? No, no, but the fact of the matter is he's better at 40, and he's not going to want to suck himself down to fight Shakur. You fight him at your best tip-top be shape. And that is not at 135. I'd be like, yo, here goes the belts. God bless. Yeah, so the last thing before we get out of here, is uh, is Javante Davis a top 10 pound-for-pound fighter? He is my number... 10 right now number nine really yes he's not, he's not my top 10 um i bounced better bf out you put him over you put tank over better bf for right now how um i i don't think better bf has beaten someone on that that level because again i i get it but i think this win is Better than any win better BF has. I understand belts are in play, but just the magnitude of this win, I think, is bigger. Um, Did you say Ryan? I mean, I don't know if Ryan... Charlo's lost several times, so Charlo had to get the hell out of here. Um, Mm -mm. Those between him and better BF. Shakur is 10. So... You you have Tank over Shakur? I have Tank at 9. How? Because, again, the magnitude of this fight 
and Fuck performing and knocking someone out how you did. An undefeated young fighter who I think really highly of. Oscar Valdez. This this is a much better like Shakur. Oh, I think a way higher of Ryan than I do Oscar Valdez. How? Hands down, I do. How? I think he's a better fighter. Who was Ryan beat? I, I mean, Ryan, again, has laid waste to people in one round that took Tank the disc. Like, but, Ryan's resume wasn't paper thin. But, Luke Campbell's I'm pretty these, damn good. These two he only people, lost to Loma. These two people. Yes. Ryan and Tank. Yeah. Shakur has beat Jamel Herring. Beat yeah. the brakes off of Jamel Herring. Yeah, I think Jamel's good. He beat, he shut out Oscar Valdez. That's also very impressive. Tank didn't did. stop. Tank stopped a guy who I thought but, is as good as. Ryan has fun. no belts. I don't care about belts. Everybody got a belt and nobody got a belt. Tank is not in my top 10. Tank is not in my top 10. Oh, I, I think Tank, he's, he's, he's there. I, I think he's above the Charlos. Again, I saw Charlos. How's Charlo he above lose. the Charlos? Charlo, I saw he lost to Harrison, came back. He, you, he got a draw. That, he fucking lost that fight. Had to redeem that. I'm not forgetting about those fights. You don't have yeah, to. Yeah, you're undisputed, but you went through the worst division arguably in boxing, and then took two fights that you, one you lost, one you got a draw in the cupcake division. So you, you say not you in say my tank, pound for pound, Charlo. Tank has better opposition? Than Charlo? Yeah. No, nah, it's about equal, but Tank didn't lose to them. No, I'm just saying. Tank, tank did not lose to his. Charlo did. Tank's strength, if this was college football, Tank's strength schedule was trash. Okay, but Charlo's isn't good enough to overcome a 9-2 and two record. No man, he ain't Bama. He's undisputed. I understand that, but TCU wins their conference every year. I'm just saying. You ain't go through the SEC, big I boy. Think, like, I think he, he ain't do it. Tank beating Ryan doesn't put him on my pound for pound list. It doesn't. And He's it definitely doesn't put him ahead of Shakur. Like, there's no way in hell. Those I are 9 him. and 10. I, I sat down and I looked at the and better little BF, paper. Better BF is his knockout percentage is what? Oh, it's 100%. <laughs> How, I can't run it through. Via. Yeah, I can't put Tank above Arthur Better Bev. I can't. That I, was hard. I can't. I but can't. I was like, yo, you know what? I need to see Better Bev again. You can see him again. And He's the going, shit. Did, I mean, they're they're all in the same. No, no. Tank does not have a hundred percent knockout percentage. Because I couldn't move Bivol. No, you, you absolutely cannot move Bivol. And then above then, everything else is set for me. Bivol, Tyson Fury. You have Tank like Fulton's not in your top ten. You have him above Fulton. Oh, yeah, I do. Nope. Stephen Fulton above? Yes. I mean, competition level is very high. Yes. No, but no. no Tank, I, I can't put Tank in my top there's 10. There's so much more than just having belts. It, there is, but I'm just saying the level of opposition that Tank has fought. But the is magnitude not, of fighter he is and how he delivered no, I'm, on I'm this cool thing. I'm cool on magnitude. Mag, like it was a big fight. I don't care. The quality <laughs> of opponent. This was a great opponent. No, this was a good opponent. Now you're just shitting on Ryan. No, I'm not. I'm talking about the, le- like, what is Ryan, like, both of is them. Is Ryan not as good as anyone my, that, um. We don't know. This, this is my point. Heading into this fight, my, the reason why I said this was so unpredictable is because we've never seen him face top he's competition. Not as, he's not as good as someone Stephen Fulton beat? No. No. Right. No, Stephen Fulton ain't out here beating Inouye. If, if Fulton beats Inouye. Well, if Fulton beats Inouye, he's top five. Like, Listen, you, you, you're whatever you want. But have it. But you, I, I can't. If anyway beats him, he's who we thought we were. Well, we yeah. already we know that. But I'm just saying, like, there are people that are, like, I, I don't know. If you, we talking eye test, Boots Ennis is more talented than Tank right now. Sure, but he hasn't won these these magnitudes of fights. I don't care about magnitude. This was a big fight that had no belts. It like Ryan's never held a belt. Everything doesn't have to be about belts. This does. <laughs> 
does it. No, it does because Ryan hasn't beaten it. Like that's why I said both these fighters hadn't beaten anybody. They're fighting each other now, and they really haven't beaten anybody. Leo Santa Cruz is too small. Luke like, Campbell's a good win. He's he's, good, so he's a good win, but it's not a. It doesn't get you in the pound for pound win. And you stop Luke Campbell. But it, it's Some it doesn't Loma get you in the pound for pound. It doesn't get you into the pound for pound. Yeah, Loma's not in my pound for pound. I have Loma above Tank. Loma was the number one pound for pound fighter in the world. Yeah, my man lost. He, he went to war. You got to earn that back. But no, I still think he's above Tank. His wins are better than Tank's wins. Black people, please put that on Twitter. Uh, you put be, this on Twitter. <laughs> Where do you rank uh, him then? So Tank's like at 16 for you. I'm just 17. Somewhere 14, in, he, he's in the, Loma. Somewhere in there, yeah. Better be. Yeah. Charlo. Yes. Tank's yes. 16, 17, 18. I mean, is, is, is uh, Javante better than David Benavides? No, mm. no, absolutely not. No, that's tough. Absolutely Caleb Plant's one hell of a win. Yes, he's one hell of a win. That was the win. I mean, David Benavides is beating the shit out of everybody they put in front of him. So has Tank. No, 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 no. Tank, Tank has fought. Tank has Everyone fought people in that, front of him. He has beaten the shit Tank out of. Tank has fought people that aren't even ranked in the top ten of their division. Well, we're about to see one guy go for a belt and probably win it. Who? Roly. <laughs> Hey, Roley don't like. Come on, man, Roley. Like, I'm just seriously. saying, he's about to be a world champion. Like, they beat the brakes off him. David Benavidez is. I have him higher than Tank. I'm not, listen. I'm not going to fight you to the death on that. I'm just like, like yeah. Benavidez is wildly impressed. I have Benavidez above both Charlos. The Charlos are the ones that take a dip because that. Listen, you lost twice to become they're, undefeated. They're all, undisputed. Like, they're all. What I'm saying is, they're all in the same circle. That's not top ten. They're all right outside of it. Shakur is definitely top 10. Like, Shakur is absolutely top I 10. I agree, and it's how you beat people, and you look at Shakur's resume, and you look through it, and Shakur's it's like resume Oscar is better Valdez, than Tanks. Oscar Valdez, and who else? I said Jamel Herring. What he did to Jamel Herring? Is Jamel Herring as good as Leo Santa Cruz? Yes! Jamel was fighting in his weight class. That's, that's true, but Leo Santa Cruz won a hell of a fighter. Leo Santa Cruz did what before the same fight? Unified at 126? No! Remember, he had to deal with Carl Frampton. I don't understand this, but I'm, you're, I thought you were asking resume. But I'm, I'm saying, like, Leo Santa Cruz had to jump up and wait. He was tiny compared to Tank. Jamel Herring was a champion, and Shakur beat the shit out of Jamel Herring that night. Oscar Valdez, in his weight class, champion, beat the shit out of Oscar Valdez. Javante has a fight. stopped Ryan. Ja- Javante, Ryan has no title, or he hasn't even sniffed one at 35. Oscar and they fought Valdez, at a cash weight. Oscar Valdez beat the brakes. Off of someone who hasn't won since. And was, looked pretty good before. Then got his jaw broken in another fight. Got dropped by Adam Blue Nose Lopez, who he's rematching in an, in an undercard on Loma weekend. Are we going to act like Oscar Valdez ain't that good? Oscar Valdez is fine. He's not Ryan Garcia. Are you serious right now? Dead ass serious. How, how do you fix your Ryan? If Ryan Garcia was five pounds lighter, you know, Current? Oh, we sure? And it was at 130. He would have starched Oscar Valdez. You sure about that? 100% sure. How? I, I, Based I, off of what? His, again, let's, let's just say, Romero Duno, Francisco Fonseca. Yeah. Luke Campbell. Fonseca, Luke Campbell. Give me Luke. Equal to Burchell. No. 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 What has Burchell been since? We're not talking about since. We're talking about when you fight them. So if the man loses like, like, three fights hey, afterwards and he can't fucking take a punch? Everybody Floyd has fought has fallen off the wagon after Floyd beat him. Does it diminish Floyd's wins? 
You every, fighting Hall of Famers. I'm saying every, yeah. everybody no. Floyd is fought. No. Literally. Off the uh, clip. Canelo uh, excluded. That's the only one. Ricky Hatton. Everybody. Yeah. He has ruined their life. Manny Pacquiao picked the carcasses. Yeah. Floyd opponent. Like, like Floyd ruined everybody. So I cannot say based on what they did after. I can't penalize Floyd for that. I'm saying Floyd's ruining lives. Shakur ruined Oscar Valdez. Because Oscar was a fringe top 10 pound for pound guy at one point. Because the guy threw a million punches around. Was an offense. Luke Campbell was never close to that. Nobody ever talked about Luke Campbell like that. I think Tank is. Choked it. That's tough. I, I think Tank is not a top ten fighter yet. There's only the strength of schedule. It He's doesn't the one match that's up. moving down. How about that? Who? Tank. If someone jumps him. He's, he's the one that probably gets bounced. Well, of course he's going to move down. It, it's hard to, for me, and Shakur's been at my number 10 spot pretty much for, since like October, the October fight. But I never put him at nine. And I'm not sure if that makes any sense. But Shakur's always at 10. He's always in my last spot. People move up and down out of nine and eight for me all the time. And that's what happened. Better BF was eight not too long ago. And I moved him out. And stuff got shuffled from there. Would you put Tank above Josh Taylor? No, Josh, Josh Taylor's in my pound for pound. Where is he, like eight? Yeah, he was like eight. Would you put, here's, here's another person I would put Jamal no, Taylor. No, Josh Taylor is not in my pound for pound. So how do you have Tank? I thought he lost to Catterall. How do you have Tank above Josh Taylor? He lost to Catterall in my eyes. You, judges, judges say what the fuck you want. He lost that fight. He lost. Until until I see him against T.O. and he beats T.O. But he he beat Reach's program. I understand that. His last fight. And he beat Jose Ramirez. His last fight, he lost. It's okay. okay. He has those belts. He vacated them in his heart. He knows he lost that fucking fight. I know. I, it, did he win that fight? Did he beat Catterall? No, I thought he lost. He lost. You're gone. You're, no. you're out. You lost that fight, my man. Does Again, he- I'll put him right back. If he beats T.O. and I was like, oh, it's an off night. Is Tank, is Tank higher than T.O.? Yeah. Tank lost. Cambosis. It's an unfortunate series of events. If T.O. beats Josh Taylor, then I got to think about some shit. But is Tank, is Tank I, I, I'm sure you didn't think about this. Tank's not higher than Juan Francisco Estrada. You know what? I never really put Estrada in my thing. Shit. weight division. Motherfucker's good. No, he's very fucking good. He's, I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm just like a weightist. I didn't think about it. Yeah, like Estrada's, I never. Estrada's like a fringe top 10 guy. I, think, I have him higher than Tank, too. Okay. Tank's like 20 on your list. He's somewhere, like, again, <laughs> he's, he's, he's not top it. 10. I, like, I, I've named all the fighters who aren't in the top 10 yes. who are right there with Tank. I think my point is, is that what Tank showed us against Ryan Garcia. I'm trying to see who I, my exact order, but I submitted it already, and I don't know how to get it back. I know it's Usyk, Inouye. Bud. Bud. Canelo. Spence. Canelo, Spence. That's my top five. Duval? No. Fury? Six, six is Haney. Yes. Haney, that? Yeah. High Haney over Fury? Haney. Yeah, you're bugging. Six. Fury, seven. Duval, eight. How do you have Duval lower than Devin Haney? Oh, I think Haney's had some... Really good performances. That Bivol Bivol beat, beat Canelo, Canelo. He, the but, number one pound for pound fighter in the world. He's a big ass dude. He hey. had advantages. It was a whole bunch of different. Devin shit. has had advantages too. 
He was beating up people in his weight class. He was undisputed. Dimitri Bival is higher. It should be higher than Devin Haney. Beating Canelo should mean something. Come Because it's not like he it just... It means something. He's in Not there. only did he beat him, he damn near... He, he won like 10 rounds in that fight. Man, he won more than they gave him. So, Haney, six. Fury, seven. Fury, seven is damn near criminal. It is criminal because Fury whatever. should be higher than Haney, too. But I don't, I don't know when to drop Bud and when to drop Spence. They got to figure that shit out. They'll figure it out. And then... Yeah, and then I go <laughs> Tank. Oh, my God. And Shakur. I don't know how you have Tank higher than Shakur. That's crazy, dude. That, I, I was waffling on that. I just think Javante needs another win against a quality opponent because we don't know what Ryan is. We still don't. Like, he... he I, I know he beat a 24-year-old. Yes, he beat a 24... I mean, and, but, like, until... Not a grown-ass man. Like, even with Isak Cruz, we didn't know what Isak Cruz was. And he had a great show in that night. But we... We came in that fight like, who the fuck is this guy? Tank has done that a lot. They've been cleverly matchmaking him, but he has not beaten somebody that you were like, he hasn't fought anybody. Even with Ryan, we didn't know what was going to happen, but he was a two-to-one favorite heading in that fight. Yep. Tank hasn't even came into a fight where it was like, ah, he might not win this fight. It hasn't happened yet. So I can't put him in the pound-for-pound pound list until I see him against a peer. And so I think he's, he's right on the outside. It's like watching Canelo come up. I mean, not Canelo. Triple G come up again. And you go, I but see it. Stop. Yeah. yeah, it's like I see it, but I need to see more of it. Yeah. And then and took, Triple G ended up getting like two or three. Yeah, like the, Triple G was like, all right, you want me to fight David Lemieux? He hits really hard. Fuck him. I'm going to beat the brakes off of him. Like Triple G started mowing down names. Yeah. When it, like I need Javante to start mowing down names. Yeah, I don't my, know. I, my scary thing about Javante. That's why I vote for this the, the night after the fight, day after the fight. Yeah, you get all passionate and shit. <laughs> the, my, my biggest issue with Tank moving forward is he's almost too patient. And if he fights an opponent that does not I, give him that opening. I will tell you this. I think Tank loses in the next two years. Well, yeah. I think it, years, he's, like, if he fights Shakur, he's going to lose. Yes. Because Shakur is never going to give him that opening. If he fights Devin. Devin, Devin could outwork weight? him. What weight? Probably at 40. If he fights Devin at 40, I might have to give Devin the edge. Yeah. I, again, Devin could outwork him. If Devin doesn't give Tank what he wants, 10 rounds fly by and Tank's like, fuck. Yep. Right? Like, now that's you're how. Fishing that, for a knockout. That, yeah, that's how, that's how these things. Because that's what I wanted to see Ryan do. Because when that fight was first announced, I was like, if Ryan could keep him on the outside, before you know it, Tank's desperate. Ryan didn't do that. <laughs> Ryan was like, ah, let's go. And Mexico. And found himself on his ass. I think I need to see Tank beat somebody else. I need to see him beat. A top five lightweight. Where's Cambosis ranked right now? I feel like that. I, I feel, I like, feel like that checks the box. Cambosis, Cambosis would be a good win if Devin didn't ruin his life. Yeah, but that's one guy who has his number, right? Then it, I mean, the pro- if you knock him out, then we're we got to see how Cambosis looks. And I think Isaac Cruz is now a top five lightweight. We got to see how Cambosis looks in. July. July. We got to see how he looks. Yeah. If he it looks like July 29th. If he don't look great, then we're all going to say Devin ruined him. Yeah, we'll be in the house too. Yeah, we'll be there for that. So, I don't know. He's not my top. He's not in my top 10. I know some people are going to take it as a slight to tank, but I, all the names, I can't, I'm not putting him higher than Benavidez. Are we going to watch Roley? He'll be there. For I'm going to watch Roley. <laughs> yeah. I am at, like, got to see Roley. And it, it's a fight that I'm like, it's at the Cosmo, right? Yep. I love that venue. Yeah, I'm going to have to get tickets for my mother in law. Because now, now after she watched this fight, she thinks she's like, She's done this to me twice, and I got to say this before I get out of here. My, my, my mother-in-law comes over, and then she, like, tried to tell me that she likes whiskey, and I was like, oh, you don't. And like, she's, 
yeah, whistle pick. I was like, you don't touch that. Like, you leave my expensive <laughs> shit alone. Like, I'll just watch you drink proper 12. Don't tell me about no goddamn whiskey. Now she thinks she's a whiskey person. She will argue with me. I love whiskey. I was like, no, you don't. Like, oh, this is not good whiskey. This is a $150 bottle of whiskey. This is Johnny Walker Blue Label. What are you talking about? Oh, my she- God. I just had that this past weekend. Blue Label? In an old fashioned? Yeah. That's not even fair. No. And, One, and- the bartender looked at me. Don't. Because yeah. they were like... You don't put Johnny Walker Blue Label in an old-fashioned. But it was in their, like, wedding drink. Nah, you, you, Johnny Walker, you drink Neater on the Rocks. You don't... Yeah. I love an old-fashioned. Like, sir, you can fucking pour... Because I was having other stuff, like, just me. But it was, like, a little bit in their yeah, wedding. Nah, it's still one of the best that, old-fashioned I've ever had. Yeah. Like, the short story is that, like, you go Maker's Bullet, and then if, if it goes higher than that, you drink it by yourself. Yeah. But that's my mother-in-law. She's like, oh, and mix this with... No. You, what are we doing? <laughs> now she thinks she's a whiskey person. She... From Wednesday to fight night, all she did was watch YouTube Brian Garcia tank videos. Now she thinks she's a fucking expert, right? Like, now she's like, I knew that tank was going to win, and, and now she wants to go to a fight. So I, I like I, the enthusiasm. I, I looked at the calendar, and I was like, I could probably get her tickets for the Roly fight. This should be hard. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, her and her, uh, her boyfriend fought Kevin Kelly like he's a boxer. Oh, yeah, shit. He's, a, he's, he's Puerto Rican, and he fought Kevin Kelly like the amateur, so he... I was like, I'm going to get you guys tickets. And I looked at the schedule. Like, what's the easiest fight to get them good seats for? And I was like, it's that one. So, yes, I'll be at the Roley fight. Nice. <laughs> that was the that was long story. Watch, watch Roley win this title. Um, no, but, yeah, overall, one hell of a fight weekend. We had to break it down. It was a damn near hour and a half show. So we appreciate you guys listening to this. We could have went another hour and a half. There's so much to really dive into. We spent an hour and a half on one fight. Yeah. So there's, we're not previewing anything this weekend. It's kind of a chill weekend. Then we come right back. We roll into Canelo Damn. fighting Guadalajara. So that's going to be one that's hell of a That's a pay-per-view. Fight. Gross. Yeah. That's I mean, problem. listen, DAZN try to make that dough. DAZN having pay-per-views two weeks apart. <laughs> they, don't, they give no fucks. I'm sorry. That was, not a that was not a DAZN pay-per-view. There was no signage in there. Did you look? No. There was not a DAZN logo anywhere to be found. It was on DAZN, and then the feed crashed, and right. people were upset. Like. Like, this was a Showtime pay-per-view. This was not a DAZN pay-per-view. So they might as well count Canelo. Like, Showtime's, I mean, DAZN's PR didn't even get to Vegas to, like, Thursday. Like, they were <laughs> they were just along for the ride. Like Free trip. Yeah. So that's their pay-per-view. This was not a pay-per-view. Yes. So boxing is going to keep rolling. Make sure you guys listen later on the week for our MMA show. Uh, that's ending the week this week. And then we'll also talk pro wrestling as well. A couple things to touch on in pro wrestling. We'll, WWE has a new belt. All these things. CM Punk was backstage. It's, it CM Punk, it looks like he's returning to AEW. They're getting another show. So much stuff to talk about there. Mainly because I missed last week. I was at a wedding. Producer Cole Bebe cosplaying me. Yeah. I, I still owe, I got to put him through a table for that. It's like when they brought out the fake Diesel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that was Cole. Wow. He looks different. <laughs> yeah, he looks different. So uh, that was Cole last week. Thanks for holding it down, though. In the meantime, make sure you guys follow us on social media at Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter, Corner Club for Life on Instagram, at Corner Pod on TikTok. Oh, uh, wow. And then you can follow us on YouTube as well, the Corner Podcast on there. Follow me at Kel Dansby, him at Andreas Hale on all platforms. Shout out to everyone here at Blue Wire Studios and the Wind Resort in Las Vegas. So much stuff coming through Vegas, right? We talked about Haney. We have UFC. And fight week coming up soon, AEW, double or nothing. Vegas is going to be packed. If you guys are here, let us know. Guys, this is a giant window here. You guys can come enjoy the show, everything from the Wind Resort. So can't wait to see you all. Stay safe.
don't don't be like me. Don't get too drunk. It's it's NFL draft week. I'm gonna be incoherently drunk at the end of this week. You guys don't do the same. Until next time, we're out. Peace.